0: Okay. Uh, I think I think we're feeling feisty today. I feel like we're feeling like getting to the point. Let's just get to the point, right? Get In a hurry? In a hurry. Rapidly? <laughs> like you're fired out of rapid fire? Hey! Whoa, my hey, heavens. It's hey, probably you. not, it's our podcast, so it's not going to be that rapid fire. I love the plan for this episode. Great. Because you came up with it,
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Was, really fired up. I was about able to way. put pencil to paper, and I love my idea. Story of my life. Hot dog. <laughs> Thank you, Field notes. <laughs> what it's like to be around Ben Derek. I had an idea. I love it. And now you're going to participate. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, in our brainstorming session in the Coyote Fitness Podcast in our, Studio, our weekly meeting, yep. weekly meeting where we sit around mm-hmm. for hours discussing what our listeners want to hear. We decided this is a great medium to answer the questions that most people have. maybe they're asking, maybe they're not. This is a highly informative episode because mm. we are putting our finger on the on the trigger points and the pulse on and the all pulse. those things of the medical deal of what people are actually thinking when they walk into the uh, into the gym into the box. the real questions that are burning in their mind that may be uh, slightly embarrassed to ask or They don't want to know the real answer, so we're going to give it to them. Doing a little question acupuncture session. Yeah, we're going to give it to them from a distance. Also, our listeners will be happy to know. uh, I will have nothing to add except for asking the question because Hunter's the expert here. Yeah, so don't follow up with us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, we're on the struggle bus just like you. All right? So we've got our – we would call them not just the top ten, maybe the initial ten questions that we were able to identify that most people are asking so that we can answer those here for you. Top us. of mind questions. Top of mind. Top yeah. of mind. Ten questions. Let's yeah. do it. You ready for this? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Question number one. Numero uno. Here we go. Hang on. This might not work. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what's more important? Speed or strength? In, in what regards sport? to what? Yeah. <laughs> And while thinking about CrossFit, (laughs) that goes before all of these questions. So like, what's more important that I I finish faster or my speed increases over time or my strength
2: increases over time? Oh, like should you finish the workouts faster or get stronger? Yeah, so it's like, all right, should I be able to do
1: Fran faster over time or should I just have a heavier squat clean? Like it feels like I can't do both. I got to choose one, which one?
2: Yeah, I think it comes down to the particular person and what they're – where they're currently at like if you're somebody who is not generally very strong need to put on some muscle mass then i would definitely say getting stronger um, because over over time having more muscle is going to lead to better health protect your bones all that type of stuff but if you're somebody that already has a uh, a decent prerequisite level of strength and getting a faster score on fram would be you know demonstrate a higher uh, aerobic capacity and Uh, anaerobic capacity and all that type of stuff just a fitter individual i think it really just depends person to person on where you're at specifically if your friend is 10 minutes then getting it down to five is going to be extremely beneficial or if you're a male and your squat clean is 135 getting that up to 200 would be really beneficial so i think it they're both very important i think you just have to take it case by case basis um for for each particular person All right. So you would also say that there are kind of some genetic predispositions.
1: Some people are just a little bit stronger. Some people are just a little bit faster.
2: Genetic or what you've done before. You know, if you grew up lifting weights, then you're probably going to already have a pretty good strength background. Or if you've never touched a weight in your life before you joined Coyote, which which is the case for some people, then yeah, we need to get you stronger. So, um, you know, if you came from a running background, typically we're going to need to, uh, want you to add more muscle and get stronger, or if you came from a you know a football background and you're a lineman or you know something along those lines, then yeah, we need to get you, you know, your aerobic capacity better. So, all right, so I feel like this is how this is gonna go. You say both, <laughs> <laughs> <It> depends <laughs> yes. on the question, but it, it depends. Both both are important, strength, yeah. Both, are, and 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 and, and and here's the beautiful thing if you just show up consistently, you're you will get better at both, yeah. So, just quit. It's not a one or the other, typically. Yeah, get out of your
1: mind and just do the right, workout. Right. right. All right. So, net, this is a big question, and I hear this ask of coaches probably, probably once or twice a week. Okay. Hey, Hunter, how come I'm not losing weight? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm here. You know, a lot. How come I'm not losing weight?
2: Well, the first thing I would look at is their attendance history and how consistent they're being, and they might think we've talked about this last episode they might feel like they're coming four or five days a week, but then the, their average is two point six you know, and we can figure that out really quickly. but let's say they are coming consistently, they're averaging over four workouts a week. That would be the first thing come at least four days a week consistently for an extended period of time. If that is the case and you're still not losing weight, then we just got to take a look at your diet um, Are you tracking your food? What is your macros look like? How many calories you're eating every day? Are you drinking? How much are you drinking every day? If you're drinking consistently every night, um, you're probably not going to lose a whole lot of weight. You might get fitter, but your body composition is not going to change a whole lot. So number one, let's look at your attendance. Make sure you're coming at least four days a week, every single week, consistently over an extended period of time. And then number two, if you are doing that, then let's look at your diet and um, see, you know, are you tracking your food? What are you eating? Because, I mean, losing weight is as simple as calories in versus calories out. So you're obviously a calorie surplus or maintenance calories if you're not um, losing weight. So uh, let's break out of the rapid fire here. I've always had this question. Okay. There's kind of a weird curve to
1: weight loss when you're starting CrossFit, right? I mean, I experienced that. There's there's kind of a, a bump. For some of us, there's a bump and our weight goes up for a time. Yeah,
2: uh, typically because when you first start, you're using your muscles in different ways that they've never been used before, and your body puts on muscle pretty quickly. Um, so it's going to kind of um, – you might lose some body fat, but you'll also be replacing that with muscle, and sometimes people um, will put muscle on pretty quickly, um, and so they might even add a couple pounds. That's why we really like the InBody Scanner um, when people first start out because it can tell us a lot more what's going on. We've seen it a lot of times where people – um, gain weight on the scale, but their body fat percent went down because they put on so much muscle. And then after a little while, that kind of levels off. The the muscle and, uh, addition slows down a lot, and then the body really starts burning fat pretty quickly. And that's when you know people, you know, three to six months in, typically, if they're coming consistently and they're getting their diet somewhat in check, they're they can start losing weight really fast.
1: Yeah, that's a it's, there's a little science behind it.
2: Yeah, I know. For me too.
1: Like I, I, when I started becoming more active, I got more hungry, and I just started eating yeah. more
2: of the wrong. That things. is, that <laughs> is a problem when people start out. They're hungry a lot because they're they're burning a lot of calories, and their body's trying to recover. And then, yeah, they can put on some weight, but um, that levels off over time. And then, um, once you get all that stuff in check, it you, you lean up. Yeah, pretty just hanging there, just hanging there. I right. right. say
1: an honest question. I mean, a lot of people get frustrated yeah. by that ebbs and flows. All right, we start and end every class with mobility. Mm-hmm. Why does that matter?
2: Mobility is incredibly important. Um, we talk about this a lot and just the, the not the modern lifestyle of sitting at your desk, sitting in the car, our shoulders get rounded forward, our hips get tight, and we can't access you know we can't get full range of motion to access the big muscles that we need to. Like in our upper body, a lot of people have trouble accessing their lats, so they use the smaller teres above it. Um, same thing with the lower lower uh, body. Um, the the glute gluteus maximus is supposed to be the biggest muscle and strongest muscle body that squats called gluteus maximus, but you have to be able to external rotate your hips to be able to access. A lot of people don't, so then they end up using too much back um, and hurt their back, whatever. So it's just being able to use the big muscles that we need to use. Um, and we have to have the range of motion to be able to do, to, to access those. Um, so most people are, have poor to very poor mobility. And so it's getting people to where they can actually do, uh, functional movements, um, within a good position. There's so many people that come in, they can't even squat in a good, um, good position or they can't even put their arms up over their head so that you know if they can't do that without weight they're definitely not gonna be able to do it with weight and that's why so many people um get hurt like moving a box picking up something off the ground in their in their garage or putting a box up on a shelf at home or at work they hurt their shoulder hurt their back or whatever because they just have such limited range of motion they can't even use the muscles correctly the way they need to be used so that and then Getting past that, if you the more mobile and flexible you are, the more um, you'll be able to use more muscles when you're actually doing um, exercise, and you'll be more efficient, and you'll be able to do more work in less amount of time, and also have less uh, risk for injury because you're using more muscles and using the right muscles correctly. It's, it's actually terrible there's not a uh, mobility
1: score, right? <laughs> because it's the thing that is like the arch nemesis of most people. They're looking at the weight that's on the bar right. and wanting that to increase, but... You, you can't really – other than people watching you, uh, it's hard to determine is mobility actually what's hurting me? Here.
2: For the ma- vast majority of people uh, that come into the gym, and improving their mobility um, is going to give them uh, the quickest – Bang, the best bang for the buck as far as increasing the results more than anything else. Yeah, I've so wished you could just have something where it's like the 250 workout challenge and also the front rack challenge. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: get that front rack. Bro. Well,
2: in 250 workouts, don't skip the mobility, you know, or cut the warm up short or cut the cool down stretch short. Make sure you do all that stuff as well. And then also figure out which ones you're bad at and try to do a little bit of extra of that. I mean, five minutes a day on stuff that your mobility, on the stuff that you're, lacking on can m- make a huge impact um there's stuff that i have to work on pretty consistently on myself mobility wise or else my shoulders will start hurting or whatever my my uh knees or ankles are well will start hurting so i have to do that extra stuff and it's only five minutes at most a day but that's enough to to keep me uh healthy yeah the green band is your friend green band barbell lacrosse ball all of
1: it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm vehemently opposed to the trap release. <laughs> I think it's a terrible idea. All right, speaking of, speaking of terrible ideas, I, we get caught in this a couple times a year, people asking this question, and it causes a lot of behind-the-scenes, over-text message arguments. Let's settle
2: it here in public. Okay. Is it okay to skip the Hero wad? It is okay. It's definitely okay. Um, you know, the Hero wad, you know Murph specifically, is something we do every day, day for Memorial Day because it's important to remember... Um, you know the sacrifice uh everybody's made um so many people have made for our country and for our freedom and so we do that to honor them and honor michael murphy and all the others that have given their lives um but it is okay to skip it you know it's a very long workout and it a lot of times it, it can put people out of uh working out for the rest of the week and that goes against the consistency you know piece that we um that we were always preaching. So if if it's something where you haven't been doing pull ups or push ups really, um, you know, it it's okay it's completely fine to skip it or it's completely fine to scale it down, do it as a partner workout. We always have partner version of it. We have scaled options for it. If you want to, you know, cut it down, you don't have to come in and do the weight of vest workout if it's gonna keep you from um working out for the rest of the week. So yeah, completely fine. Yeah, it's just a lot of guilt that works in there. Like don
1: 't want to be a, you don 't want to cherry pick right, yeah, but there 's a way to be intelligent about these, and the hero wise we 've discussed this on the podcast before, the gyms that do one every Friday, or they yeah. just put you in the tank in a different way, and yeah. it 's okay if you 're aware of that and
2: yeah if you 're consistently doing thirty to forty five minute workouts with hundreds and hundreds of reps yeah're you 're going to be setting yourself up to burnout overuse injury, all that type of stuff, <laughs> which brings up it'll, between
1: recording and and release and all that. We had a wad the other day that had 80 reps
2: back to back. Man, it just sent ripples throughout the the whole coyote ecosystem. Everybody, everybody hey, I mean, if it had, if it had been four sets of 20, nobody would have said anything. But <laughs> you put 80 in a row, people freak out about it.
1: Man, I had to like go take a break, answer some emails. But <laughs> at about rep 50, I was like, I'm out. I don't know what's happening, but I don't like it. All right, so it is okay to uh, skip the hero wad. All right, so we'll we'll bring this in. We've talked about this just a little bit, but there's a little bit of gray area here i think we need to clean up people are often asking should i do more than just air quotes
2: just the class well you know I, i i haven't done more than the class in well over a year now and i've i'm at the lowest body fat percent i've been in a really long time my fitness level continues to go up my you know my strength continues to go up um so i would say no it's not required at all to make progress um i think uh the first thing, if you are one of those people that feels like you want to do some extra work, I would look at outside of the gym. Do you have everything dialed in? Do you have your nutrition dialed in? Dialed in. You're going to get way more out of getting your nutrition dialed in than doing some extra strength a couple times a week. Are you getting enough sleep every night? Same thing. You know, sleep is a wonder drug. It is the most potent um, recovery tool, most potent drug out there if you get enough sleep every night. so. If you have those things dialed in and you still want to do some extra work, then yeah, go for it. That's fine. But for ninety nine percent of the people and their goals, the class is more than enough. You know, we're doing strength plenty for you to build muscle. Um, we're doing plenty of of workout for you to be, to, to make progress. Now, some people have the goal of wanting to compete, and yeah, if you want to compete, you need to do extra work. That's why we have the extra stuff. Or some people really just want to get stronger, um, and that's fine. You know, we have that stuff, and we have the physique track for people that want to look better uh, with their shirt off or whatever. But for most people, doing the class is more than enough, and you are going to get more than more than enough out of that. So,
1: I can say I agree with you one hundred percent on that. Um, and I come, I came into CrossFit with a little bit of a running background. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the hardest mental shift to make. Yeah, like, oh, it's just not as easier for me to put in those nine miles on Saturday as it used to be. I need to start running more. Yeah. I'm pe- losing it. You and know?
2: Pe- people want to want to run because they want to burn extra calories. And it's a lot more efficient just to start tracking your food and eating, you know, eating fewer calories than running, you know, extra miles. Um, and run, all that running is also going to impact your ability to put on muscle if you're constantly running all the time um so a lot of times we'll have people run less and if they're going to do anything i should do some extra strength work not extra running but that's just program i got to burn these extra calories you know so i can be at a calorie deficit now there are some cases where people need to lose a lot of or you know they have a lot of weight to lose and yeah doing some extra cardio can definitely help them with that but if you don't have your diet and stuff in check and you're, you know, drinking two, three nights a week or whatever, you know, doing that extra running, it's just putting a Band-Aid on the problem.
1: Strength work, if I'm right about it correct me if I'm wrong about this, strength work is actually going to continue to burn calories after you turn off that food tracker yeah. or the garment. Way after, or, yeah. So you're like, all right, let's 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 style this in a little bit. So. Most likely, we would say to answer this question is most likely no. Yeah. Unless you're looking to compete and you've got a really really hone in on those weaknesses or right. get stronger, those kind of things. So
2: And but, I mean if you really enjoy spending two hours at the gym and doing extra stuff, by all means go for it. Like that's we're not saying don't do that, but it's not required to, you know, get your in goals. The, yeah. It. Get in the best shape of your life. Like I said, I've I spent years and years working out two, three, four hours a day and now I work out an hour you know, a class or sometimes just the class workout and um I I like I said I dialed my, my diet in, and I'm fitter than I've been in a long time, and my body fat's about as low as I've been in a long time, and I'm 10 years older than I was when I was doing all that extra stuff. So Most time I look down at my watch, I'm like, that was 47 minutes, and that is all I want. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, yeah, right, I'm, right.
1: I'm out of here. Yeah. All right, this is a little bit different kind of question, but I think uh, people are asking this quite a bit, uh, especially mm-hmm. as our community expands. Um, and it's something relatively new uh, to Coyote. Why do we break it down after the class? Why is
2: that important? Um because we're all it's about the group and we want to support everybody. Um and so it's kind of a way to uh build camaraderie and realize everybody is all in this together and it's not just about you, it's about the group. Um and it's also a finality to class of hey, we finished class. This is the this is the last piece of all right, it's over with, we're done, good job. Everybody that showed up, you get the reward of being able to break it down. But it's really about realizing, like, um, I mean, if you play sports growing up, you break it down after practice every single day because you're on a team and everybody on the team is working together to try to reach a common goal. And that's what we're doing in class. Everybody's working together to reach a common goal. It's not, you know, get the the focus off of just yourself and – Focus around other people and realize there's other people that are try- are in there and trying to trying to uh, get better just like you and you both can go farther if you will support each other and do it together as opposed to just focused on yourself all the time
1: yeah it's an awesome equalizer isn 't it and I love the fact that we have those visual cues mm-hmm. in our locations you got you got pictures of people breaking it down they, like it does send that big signal we are all in this together right and it also keeps a keeps in check this weird uh, I'm trying to outwork you thing that can kind of creep in mm-hmm. w- between athletes. Like you know, all right. Well, I may have won today, but we're right. still going to break it down together, right? Right. Yeah. It's. Uh, I think it is a huge cultural cue, and uh, it's catching on. People love it. Yeah. What I re- this happens rarely
2: these days. Um, it's it, funny because when we all, whenever we started doing it, everybody just kind of thought it was weird, and then yeah. every time we've. You know, bought another gym and introduced it there. Everybody's kind of like, this is what weird. But now mean? they're all like, they get into it because yeah, it's, it. Know, I mean, it is fun because you realize, you know, it brings everybody a little bit closer every time you do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, even those classes, what I was leading to say is
1: we don't really have small classes much anymore that I attend. But even if you have three or four people, that come together after it like it doesn't matter if there's 19 people in the class or three people in the class like this is what we do yeah i love that about the coyote culture there's so many cues inside of our ecosystem that say this is what we do and we do it this way every single time mm-hmm. it leads to a lot of a spillover consistency all right this is uh we're looking at you <laughs> Uh a big question that a lot of people ask do I really need the extra equipment? Do I need the knee sleeves? Do I need the wrist wraps? Do I need the belt? Do
2: I? No, you don't need it. And you probably would do, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're wearing that stuff all the time because you're starting to rely on it. Like if you always wear a belt, you're not ever going to build the core strength, which core is meant to support your spine. And so if you are always relying on the belt, you're going to sacrifice a lot of core strength. And then, you know, you could be out in the real world and, pick something up and not have trained your core to engage when you're picking something up and you can have a chance to hurt yourself. Plus, I mean, let's be honest, most people are working out because they want abs is one of the reasons. And so if you're always wearing a belt, you're not going to be able to develop the abs that you're going that you would have otherwise. Same thing with Neesley. I mean, if you're having to depend on equipment to get something done, you need to address the reason why you're having to do that and try to wean yourself off of it. I'm not saying if you... Always wear that stuff just to completely go, go go cold turkey, but start off by trying to warm up as far as you can go without it until you feel like you need to put it on. Yeah, you know, there's a time and a place to put a belt on. If you're going for a max lift, it's definitely going to help you go a little bit heavier and it's going to keep you a little bit safer. But when you're building up, try to work without it. Same thing if you're doing a workout with a lighter weight, try to keep it without it. Uh, it's funny, like the people that are always wearing a belt seems to be the ones that are always hurting their backs, you know. And you, you look at somebody that never wears a belt, I promise you they don't ever hurt their back either because they've built up the core strength to support it. So same thing with knee sleeves, same thing with wrist wraps, you know, lifters. Somebody asked me yesterday why I wasn't wearing lifters in the workout. I was like, because I'm trying to train myself and my range of motion to be able to do this without uh, lifters. And, yeah, it's not going to be quite as – Um, optimal position. But over time, it's going to help me be in a better position um, and build that mobility where I don't have to rely on having lifters to be able to get in this overhead squat position. So, what about Lululemon? Does that give you as much of a head up? Yeah, no, Lululemon required. is required. Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. Look, look better, play better. That's what yeah. I thought because it's literally everywhere I look, anywhere <laughs> in the world. But I just I want to make sure it yeah. all goes back to Dion Prime Sanders said, "Look good, feel good. Feel good, play good." That's how it works, man. Yeah, I think uh, also I,
1: I would add something to this question because for me, it's about knowing yourself. Mm. And using the things that you need to use in particular circumstances. I don't really use lifters much either because it's like, do I want this three second advantage on these wall yeah. balls? You know, the thing that I realized though in the beginning of starting CrossFit is I was using those uh, to keep my pride from being hurt. So I probably needed to drop down to that 14 pound wall ball. Because I just hadn't thrown wall balls ever mm, in my life. Yeah. And instead, I started buying stuff to to support my wrist so I could actually do that. Yeah. Uh, but now it's about a little bit different. Like I know a certain rep scheme of a certain movement, I probably need a little bit of support on my wrist because the way I drop down into burpees and no shame in that. You yeah. Know? Uh, but it isn't so that I can best a score or avoid mobility. The, they're used a lot in the, in that way, but. Uh, over time those those little things you know if you have a bag that 's just full of crap
2: yeah <laughs> it 's probably because you 're buying stuff to avoid working on some some yeah. problem areas and and if you 're competing yeah i mean there 's a time and place for that, but I mean most people are here for to be healthy and fit and and have a healthy lifestyle for the rest of their life and you know, using those as crutches is not going to help you reach that ultimate goal. Yeah, one outlier to this conversation though would be gymnastic grips to stop yeah. the to stop the rips. That's, that's a I, good idea. I'm, you know, I'm surprised more people don't wear gymnastic grips. Like that's a no brainer to me. I yeah. mean, if you do, if you're going to be doing a lot of reps on the barbell, your hands are going to be ripped up, and you don't. Nobody wants to rip their hands. Like that's an injury, and so you know, gymnastics grips are a no brainer. Get some some hand protection to keep yourself from ripping your hands. So Yeah. I dropped into a box this year and the guy was just for some reason he hated grips.
1: And uh, I didn't have him with me. He was like, No problem, we we waxed the bar to help your grip. (laughs) So I
2: could fly off the bar. I was
1: like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, it was it was a terrible experience. I did a lot contrarian, huh? Yeah, I did a lot of toes to bar and he he anyway, yeah. So buy those grips, there's no shame in that. If you look around on toe to bar day and literally
2: all the veterans are wearing something. Yeah, you probably need those. Victory grips are definitely what I recommend as well. I've had my pair for like over four years now. Sponsors if you want to, Victory yeah. Grips. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Let's not talk about how much money all of us have wasted on gloves and
2: other brand names of grips. Like they last four workouts and they... Some people really like Bear Complex and I, I've, hated I've gone through like five pairs. Every single one ripped. They all sucked. Yep. And Victory, I've had the same pair for five years now and they still work strong. So yeah. just just
1: spend the money. Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, moving on. That that was actually a little bit of a spicy question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take that. Take that, Victory Grips. We're proud of you. All right, uh, next question. (laughs) Why – I actually get this question a lot sidebar. Why do we do partner-wise? What's that about? Same thing. Why every Wednesday, every Saturday, what's this about?
2: Well, so the way we do the program is Monday, Tuesday are meant to be higher volume, you know, more higher intensity days. Wednesday is more of a recovery, longer aerobic session. Same thing. Thursday, Friday, longer, higher volume, and then Saturday is more uh, recovery. And partner workouts are a great, great way to do that because it takes the mental pressure off. You get to go with somebody else, and it's not all about you. Um, and then you also, like I said, camaraderie. You're able to, you know, pick a, uh, you know, make a new friend, get a little bit closer with somebody else. Realize that it's not all about my score today. Um, today is supposed to be a longer workout, more endurance type workout. Now, some people, you know, are Wednesday warriors. We call them, you know, that they they live for Wednesday <laughs> partner workouts and yep. try to pick out, you know, the best possible partner to uh, um, win the workout with. And that's fine if you want to do that. But realize that the goal of the Wednesdays and Saturdays workouts is more of a recovery, longer longer day, more of a have fun type day. We you know we play games a lot of times on Wednesdays as well and we used to do more uh individual long aerobic workouts on Wednesdays but that just people didn't enjoy it as much we weren't we weren't getting the enthusiasm the attendance and that type of thing and people seem to enjoy the partner workouts a lot more and there's always the option to do the solo if you don't want to do the partner version of it as well but it's more of an interval type work rest work rest which is very beneficial to to mix in there as well um so uh there's a lot of benefits for it and then it like you're going to meet a lot of times you'll show up to a class and partner with somebody that you don't know that well and you get to know them a little bit better as well. So it, it helps forge community too. And like I said, it just gets the focus off of you and your own self and can put it on supporting somebody else as well. Yeah. So many benefits to pulling
1: somebody in, yeah. uh, into a workout. There's some people have a little bit of a problem like, Oh, this isn't helping me reach my goal or my, I can't, I can't control a hundred percent my intensity here. And you know, but you, like you've said before, you could use Wednesdays or Saturdays, however
2: you Those need. Those people need it more than anybody else because <laughs> right. they're, they're pushing themselves too hard and putting too much pressure on themselves on the other days. So you need a, a mental break day. If you don't, you're going to break, break yourself down or burn out. I love how you can adjust it, though. Let's say
1: that you miss Monday and you're like, man, I really missed. I know that's one of my high-intensity days. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can make Wednesday be that. Just make sure that you partner with a guy that's better than you, which, you know,
2: for some of us, that's really easy to find. There's somebody in every class. Oh, we've all been in that situation where your partner's fitter than you and you're just in a bad way yeah. early on and you it can be some some of those can be the most painful workouts looking at Utah <laughs> and
1: looking at you Trey Pittman yeah. uh I, Trey Pittman literally almost sent me to the hospital with the air squats it was, it was a bad day all right speaking of this is another question we get a lot and uh it's usually right before class and there, this is going to require a lengthy answer what should I do when something hurts when something hurts, so I walk into the gym like, ah, oh, I got an ailment in my left shoulder. What should I do? Yeah.
2: So um, first off, realizing that pain is not injury. Uh, it's just pain. I think a lot of people, they get pain, and they automatically think that they've hurt themselves, which is not the case. Um, typically, um, you know, when you train a lot, pain is just part of it, and you have to learn to understand that that's going to happen. Now, that doesn't mean we should ignore it. You know we want to address it immediately before it turns into an injury, um but I have pain all the time all the time, and but I understand that it's just pain, and I know um what I need to do to fix it and I think that's that's something that people don't realize like is they think when they're in pain they they think I'm the only person that's ever ha or they just are so focused on their pain they don't realize there's a lot of other people who have had the exact same thing and so um what I'll do with people always is okay what when did it start hurting? Um, and typically, it's I woke up this morning and it was hurting. All right, so that means you didn't. If it you did something and you felt a pop and it started hurting immediately, yeah, you did. That's trauma. We're going to need to go, you know, get a get a MRI or whatever, see what happened. But if it's I slept, I woke up and it was bothering me. Okay, well, you got some muscle issues and the muscles are getting tight and they're pulling on something, causing pain. What does it hurt when you do? And kind of go through that. What range of motion does it hurt? Uh, what were you doing yesterday? Um, and then we can kind of determine, all right, what muscles are probably causing this. And then typically I ask if it's okay, if I kind of, uh, feel their, feel around that muscle and see if I can find something that's going on and most people it's typically either going to be their shoulder or their back or their knee. And so I can kind of find, you know, if I can find around what hurts when I reach up over my head and I typically work around in their lat above their lat in the terries, um, or the trap and usually those are two issues. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier with mobility. Most people's shoulders are rounded forward and they have trouble using their lat. So they're overusing the smaller muscles. So i work on those and try to release those muscles that are pulling their shoulder forward. And, um, then same thing with the knee, figure out if it's the top of the knee, I work on the outside of the quad, bottom of the knee I work on the inside of the quad. And then if it's the, uh, if it's the back, typically I'll work in the glutes, same thing. Their their Maximus is not, not working right. They're overusing their back. The smaller muscles and the smaller glute muscles are getting overworked. So really it's finding out what's causing it. And then doing some soft tissue work on that specific area. I recommend for people to to spend, you know, 3 or 4 times a day for a few days we're really working on that spot, whatever it is, whether it's with the lacrosse ball or the uh barbell or um whatever it is and then um usually after a couple of days if they will do that it'll go away. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah, that word usually
1: is Incredibly accurate. Yeah. I mean I'm almost I'm almost eight years in and I could say ninety nine percent of the pain that I've had has been soft tissue.
2: Oh yeah. You know? um, and you know, I learned all this for through a long extended period of having injury, um, playing sports and I was all when I was in college playing baseball, I was always in the trainer room getting ice, getting you know, tape, getting, you know, all this type of stuff. And it just – all that pain never went away. And then I started doing this and, you know, kind of some similar stuff started flaring up. And then I learned how to treat it. And now, you know, here I am, 15 years older than I was when I played baseball in college. And my body feels way better than it did when I was 20, 21. So it's – people say, oh, I'm just getting older. It's not you getting older. Your muscles are getting tighter. you got to loosen them back out. Um, And so um, that's really what it is. And, you know, I always refer people to Tom Brady – and he's he's got it figured out. He's 44 now, and I think he's playing at MVP level still, defying all the odds. And he's figured all this stuff out as well. If you read his TB12 book, he talks – I mean, it's literally everything I've learned over my years uh, of doing this. And it, he talks about the pliability of muscles, and they got to be loose. He gets a massage every single day. And so, you know, obviously most of us can't afford to get a massage every single day or have a live masseuse that follows them around, but you can have a lacrosse ball and work on yourself every single day or with a, a barbell. And that's what I do. I have to work on my traps pretty much every day. I work on the bottom of my feet. I work on my calves. Um, and so th- work on my lats, that type of stuff. You can do that to yourself every day and keep yourself healthy. Yeah. Well, man, I, need, I needed that speech.
1: I got to go. be honest. Yeah. All right. We're putting this in there because... I'm not wild about the question, but honestly, we're asking it. So let's, let's talk about it. Okay. Other than protein. Okay, so let's take that off the mm-hmm. table. We got blender bottle, got it. Other than protein, what is the one supplement I should actually look into?
2: Yeah. creatine, Man, yeah. <laughs> oh, what man. a miracle. <laughs> Chase is right. Yeah. yeah. Creatine is definitely the most... <laughs> what? Bank- what? creatine I take. tell me I'm wrong yeah. <laughs> creatine monohydrate is all you need um, that's the most research that definitely works so basically what creatine does is your body already produces it so it's just a little bit more of what you already produce um, and it's just going to help you it's not going to help you um, lift more weight um, in a given session but it, what it is going to help you do is when your muscles start getting tired you're going ha- to be able to do a couple more reps um, in- before you you burn out so um you add that up over an extended period of time and then you will get stronger because you're getting extra work in um consistently when you're training so creatine monohydrate uh, is definitely what I would recommend um if you're feeling like you need to have a pre-workout i would first address your sleep and make sure you're getting enough sleep um it can help you know get, caffeine is definitely something that can give you a boost But if you're having to rely on caffeine, that's going to be a negative to your performance overall. You want to use caffeine only just as that performance boost and not um, something that you're relying on. So the first thing I would look at is creatine monohydrate because there's no doubt it works. I've taken it uh, for years and it works really, really well. It's definitely going to help you uh, get stronger. It's not going to cause you to bloat if you take creatine monohydrate a clean thing the stuff that causes you to bloat is when you take the creatine with a lot of other crap added into it and that's what makes your muscles hold water just creatine monohydrate you'll be fine yeah this is a big big part of this world because when you start looking for this stuff
1: Usually it's creatine plus, or you're looking right. for that caffeine boost in a pre-workout, and then it's got the stuff that makes your scalp start to itch. You know, there's but just beta alanine. Yeah. yeah,
2: there's all sorts of stuff added. in Beta alanine is good. It works well. It helps buffer lactic acid. But um, we we sell the creatine with HMB. The HMB just kind of amplifies the creatine uh, effects a little bit. So it's creatine monohydrate plus HMB, um, which is a good combo that really definitely works very well. So, so let's say it this plainly, and I, I think we should. The supplements,
1: if you want, if you want to get into supplements, the supplements that you could use that would be beneficial are all on at every location on about two we, shelves. We
2: sell them because that's the stuff that we believe in the stuff yeah. that we know that works that's why we don't just sell stuff just to sell it we sell because we believe in it we know it works it's the cleanest we sell a scent because it's the cleanest protein best tasting that we found we sell uh the creatine uh plus h and b because it's a, a very potent mixture of creatine plus h and b that works very well we sell you know the um the fuel for fires because um, they work very well. I, t- I take Fuel for Fires before my workout a lot. It definitely really helps. It's a good uh, carbohydrate energy source before a workout and clean. We sell the RX bars because it's about the cleanest protein bar that we found. You know, um, we sell the Killcliff because it works. The CBD Killcliff. I drink those every single day. CBD definitely helps you sleep at night and helps you with recovery. You know, everything we sell, it's not just to throw something on the shelf, it's stuff that we believe in, stuff that we take. So, over time you're going to save money if you just purchase the supplements yep. from people that have
1: And we've done tried other research. things
2: in the past and and filtered them out because we didn't we didn't agree, you know, think they worked or were worth selling. We're only going to sell stuff that we believe in and what we'd recommend, so yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. man, you know what? You should probably have like a gift card speech ready right now. Like, but we're
0: past that
1: season now. So, that's a You shame. can still buy a gift Valentine's card. Valentine's Day is coming. <laughs> that's right. Here's some protein. Yeah. I just rung
2: up a bunch of gift cards uh, yesterday. Actually. That would be
1: awesome, man. If somebody like on on a special occasion went in and got me some supplements from Cody, I would be a big, you'd be a friend for life. <laughs> <laughs> somebody give Ben a gift card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Those were, those were the initial 10, I think, pretty solid questions. Top was that, of mind. Was that yeah. 10 already? Yeah, yeah. That was 10.
2: Wow. Yeah, Killed it. Wow. <laughs> we're so good. Any, more, any more brain busters? Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but you better believe I'm going to come up with 10 more, and we will bring this segment back.
2: You give Ben a little homework on this podcast. He comes in with pages of notes. and He's I'm like, all right, guys. Ready here's, to go.
1: According to my calculations. <laughs> so now we're going into the opposite segment of calculations and pre-thinking. It's
0: not true. Oh, okay. okay. But go ahead and say it. Sorry. Outside the box! Outside the box! Here we all go. right, here's what it is. Are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Born ready. Pretending like you don't already know. To be fair, I, I could have uh, done
1: this except for one slot. I could have done this on the spot.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Well, let's tell them what this is. Go ahead. So in my infinite ability to be creative when it comes to Outside useless questions, <laughs> here's another hypothetical for you guys, all right? You've been tasked... To gather the greatest athletes you can think of for a CrossFit Games team. All right, so they're they're in the games. All right, they just get to the buy. They're just <laughs> we're in, <laughs> even if just for entertainment value. Exactly. Okay. But we all know us. We're competitive. Exactly. This may be fun for everybody else, but this is serious business. So what we have to do... I tried to make a terrible list, by the way. Good. Yeah, this started with Phil Mickelson. But I
1: can't, <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't do it to the people.
0: So what we're doing is we're making a CrossFit team, which means two men, two women, all right, all competing together of non-CrossFit athletes from any point in history. Boom, there all it right? is. Yep. Now, the caveat is that you can choose them. They're, you're getting them in their prime, all right? Yep. So if you had picked Phil Mickelson... It's at least 90s Phil Mickelson. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. Or whenever he was around. Whenever, I honestly have no he idea. He's so old. Yeah.
1: By the way, love Phil Mickelson. <laughs> yeah,
0: what a guy. Sponsor us, Phil. Not in, cross, <laughs> not in a CrossFit competition. All right, so do I need to go first? What are we yeah, do we want to do Yeah, why here? not? Let's, yeah, go let's, for it. Yeah, it seems to be what happens nowadays. Mm-hmm. All right, so my list. I'm a little, I'm a little self-conscious about it because I, I, I easily know the least about the games here. But I try to just go with people that I feel like could just be, with the proper training, oh, caveat also is that we get a year to train these people, with the proper training, these people could just figure it out Mm -hmm. and at least be competitive when they get to the place, all right? All right. All right, so my first male, and I, thinking of this person is what made me come up with this prompt. My number one pick is Julian Edelman. All right. I am extremely confident in Julian, One apparently (laughs) because he's short. All right, he's quick. He's got that easy short range of motion. Mm -hmm. He's a football player, so he's got to at least have a decent core and a decent uh, basic uh, strength ability, right? Decent squat, decent. This is your Spieler spot here. Yeah, all all of that stuff. Yep. He's gonna know the TB12 method, so even if he's not as flexible as he could be, he can get there. All right cuz if Tom mm. like like uh, like uh, Hunter was saying earlier Tom Brady can play at a 44 with this method it it's got to be worth something so low injury potential over the weekend. Right. Well, and so I far. I think he can get into CrossFit shape quickly because of the knowledge he can use with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh my second pick <laughs> It's Barry Sanders. Oh, nice. Uh, I thought about him. Yeah, me Tell too. Tell me, there's no way he couldn't squat 600 pounds. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it got to be, right? Yeah. Um, and because he's so dead gum strong, I feel like that's there, all right? He's in his prime, right? He's just got to get probably pretty quickly to the stamina side, you kind of what you're talking about, Hunter. He's going to know what he needs to work on because he's such an in-tune athlete already that I think he's going to be able to get to where he needs to be pretty quickly. Also, just the natural talent. He's so he's once again short, incredibly fast, quick. So he's got because he can cut and weave so much. I feel like he's got to at least have an inherent amount of uh, agility and flexibility out of the gate. Otherwise, he would be popping ACLs and stretching quads you know the wrong way consistently. Consistently, yes. Uh, you know, back in the '80s or '70s, whenever he's from. When is Barry 90s. Sanders from? Is he 90s? '90s? Yeah. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. Walter Payton. Oh, yeah, man. that's who I was thinking of. Yes. So, you're heavy football so far? Just in the guys. Okay. No, obviously. Well, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I am. Ex- Walterina Payton <laughs> <laughs> was my first female. <laughs> uh, all let's, right. Let's stay away from that joke. I am exceptionally proud of my first female pick. Okay. Uh, because I think once you hear it, you'll be like, that's a great Why didn't pick. I did not think of that. Yeah. Or you guys may have all picked them because okay. she's also incredibly popular. But it's Simone Biles. Oh, mm. yeah. Good one. Yeah. I mean, she's a gymnast, right? She can yeah. hold herself up in literally any position she needs to. So she's strong as crap. Yep. She's a gymnast. <laughs> she, so she can did literally. Did I mention? She's, <laughs> she's a gymnast. The most flexible you can be as a human being, mm-hmm. right? Short. I feel like I'm really big on short people. Well, the Leavers— Which, you I mean, you've yeah. talked about this before, Hunter, like that with most things that you're going to be doing in the games, being short is going to have its That's benefits. Right. You're rolling
1: the dice that they're not going to start with a 15,000-meter row or something.
0: Yeah. Which even then, like, Julian is short, but he's not that short. Simone Biles could probably be the best in the world at CrossFit if you want That's there. what I thought. That's really what that genuinely. Maybe that'll be our next step. Easy I mean, pick. What is she? 18. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Um, all right, my second pick. I had a really hard time because I, I didn't want to just pick two gymnasts because that felt a little bit like cheating. Even though I picked two yeah. football players, I felt with the guys you could have pulled from a lot more sports. Mm. So I tried to uh, really push myself with being uh, versatile with my women pick, uh, women picks. So my. Final athlete is Amanda Nunez, who is, as of right now, the greatest UFC fighter, uh, at least female, on the planet. Um,
2: Did she just win just now? She's a featherweight. She uh, just won the... Didn't she just have a match? She won?
0: I don't know. I think she just won. I'm pretty... Yeah, it doesn't matter. She's good. Uh, So my thought process on that is this is someone that's going to be able to come out with, I have to imagine, a decent bit of strength, because you got to imagine UFC people are at least doing some sort of weight training. They're putting themselves into ungodly positions when it comes to trying to do yeah. grapple stuff on the oh, ground. Wait, no, she just lost. Sorry. She's still great. <laughs> still familiar, proud of her. Yeah, she lost to Juliana pain, Pena. Yeah. Who I also almost picked. Almost picked. No, uh, But she had a long stint as the a, as a featherweight champion. Um, until recently, obviously. (laughs) Um, But I I feel like someone that's in the UFC is going to have three key things working for them. I've consistently mentioned strength so far, Mm -hmm. agility, like I was talking about with the grappling, and they have to have uh, a shocking amount of stamina uh, to be able to to last that many rounds with not even really that long of a break in between. Mm I thought you were about to say... Crazy, like a shocking amount of crazy. Do you crazy. think you have to be crazy to be a good uh, CrossFit athletes, athlete? I feel like Matt Fraser is pretty level-headed, honestly. Well, when I say crazy, what I mean is I
1: I have to be comfortable with physical pain in a way that most people uh, yeah. aren't. You know? And yeah. I think the UFC is that way. Like, this is really going to hurt, yeah. but I'm okay with
0: that. Yeah. So, recap. Julian Edelman, Barry Sanders, Simone Biles, and Amanda Nunez. So,
2: bad news, Chase. I was just... Looked up Amanda Nunez, and all the um, articles were about how she gassed out after the first round, and she, man she quit. And... <laughs>
1: hey, it was one match. Come
2: on. yeah. I sure was going off old
0: intel. <laughs> I just well, went you with the female fighter guys. I knew, yeah. Well, it's
1: funny. But she lost one match. We're like, ah, she's past her prime. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, man. <laughs> that's how it goes. Hey, all she's
0: right. got a daggum year to train, all right? She's okay. been in peak yeah. position before. I'd, I'd watch that team. Yeah, in I thought like that'd I'm be so fun.
1: Intrigued by this question, I wish they would do this at some point. That would be
0: awesome. They would never. Probably they not, would never. Probably not going to happen. Well, they to. can't take them out of well, the prime. Well, they can't do exactly they, this. They, but. they
2: they couldn't do mine just spanning different generations. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm kind of the same way. But we if you if you machine. did this now, I think an athlete in their prime would not be willing to to jump focus. For this and the, like, I'm gonna making
2: thirty million a year to. I'm gonna dedicate a year to, to this
1: one weekend. Hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No. No. Thanks. And I've also I'm probably going to have to undo some things to get back into like being an Olympic swimmer or whatever it is. This is high fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Very high fantasy, but but really intriguing. All right, we ready for my list? Yes. Yeah, All right. First on my list, Steve Prefontaine. Oh, mm. I'm picking this guy. All right. Partly because there's there's. At times, you have to think about the Castro principle, and he will send you over a mountain and then tell you you're only halfway and send you back over that mountain. Uh, Prefontaine, I think you're going to be able to get his strength to a certain level. He's just got such a huge lung capacity. You can increase his strength enough— to get him through those workouts where it's like run 400 meters, 20 toe to bar, 10 rounds or something like that. He just, he's going to be able to ho- hold his own. Also a great story. I mean, this guy holds records um, at so many different distances, 2,000, 10,000 meters. I don't know, just crazy athlete, right? So I actually got an answer right. Let's move on. I'm heavy track and field in mine because I think it translates in some capacity as long as I have a year to increase the strength of these athletes. The next person I'm going with, and I've mentioned this guy before on this podcast is Dan O'Brien. You guys remember Dan Mm O'Brien? So the famous uh, team of Dan and Dan, Uh, Dan O'Brien, kind of one of those all around athletes that you wouldn't, wouldn't really think about because most people remember them for their huge Olympic failure. But if you look at the things that Dan O'Brien did, I mean, Olympic title, three consecutive world championships, set the world record uh, in 1990. He's just all-around athlete, and I think if you took a guy like that now and gave him the option to compete in CrossFit, I think you would be attracted to that. I mean, he's uh, a decathlete, You know, so mm-hmm. he's good at a lot of different things. So I would pick those two guys. Now, I know that one rep snatch or whatever that's going to show up in the games, we're probably going to finish bottom of the barrel. But if you listen to the guys that are uh, commentating on these games, you don't win or lose the CrossFit games because you have the heaviest clean and jerk. It's can you have the stamina to go through the whole weekend? Or are you consistently finishing like in the top eight, top five, something like that? So that's why I'm going with these guys. Plus I think it would just be really interesting. I think those guys would push each other a lot too. So Dan's probably got to get more endurance. Steve's probably got to get more strength, and they'll be able to work off each other to get there. Fair enough? Fair. All right, so the next person I'm picking, Mm -hmm. because I think just because of where she fell in history and the options that she had, this was the best. She did the best she could with the options that she had, but I would be all in watching this woman compete in CrossFit, and that's Jackie Joyner-Kersey. Mm-hmm holy moly, what a freaking athlete. I don't know if there's been another female athlete in track and field like her. And I think track and field may have even been a limiter. Like, what if you put a barbell in this woman's hands and she could have gotten paid for it, recognized for it? Like, what would have happened then? Completely explosive athlete. The fast switch. Anyway, I would just, I would just love to see that. Um, not that she wasn't successful in her own right. All right, so here's my chase answer. You guys, you guys ready for this? Let's yes. do it. <laughs> All right. Ruby Bradley. Ruby Bradley. All right. All so, right. A- okay. Athlete, it's a little hard. It's a stretch. It's a stretch to make her an athlete, but she's one of the most decorated females in American military history. Oh,
0: my gosh. All right.
1: <laughs> okay. Survivor of two wars, a prison camp and, a- and near starvation. She's one of the most decorated women in U.S. military history. Her record included, check out these stats, 34 medals and citations for bravery, including two Legion of Merit medals, two Bronze Stars, two Presidential emblems, and the World War II Victory Medal and the U.N. Service Medal. This woman was a complete and total freaking bad news. A lot of mental fortitude, it sounds (laughs) like. (laughs) Yes. All right, so I feel like you need somebody on this team that is athletic and can do, obviously, when you're in the military and you're being awarded things at this level, you can get the job done, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like you need somebody with this mental fortitude and tenacity that's going to push people to that, that next level. I'm going to pick her. And there are a lot of people on that list, actually, tons of highly decorated females in the U.S. military that don't get talked about a lot. She's the one I picked just because of the type of things that she survived and went through to win these medals we don't have time to go into. I'm picking her. How do you know about her, Ben? Yeah, quick research.
0: Oh, <laughs> That's just, why it's a chase know? answer. Okay, okay, okay. A
1: nice Google. Yeah. Really <laughs> brought yeah. Well, to I, the forefront. I had in mind like because we actually have a lot of former military females mm-hmm. inside of Cody. Like, there's gotta be an all star in the military system that, you know, and I s first started looking at females that were playing sports at the military academies, but this particular woman apparently is very impressive. I'm gonna look into her more.
2: Nice. Yeah. All right, so I'm definitely leaning heavy on the. I hope I have a year to train them up to uh, to yeah. be able to get it. Oh at, yeah, me crossfit. too. Oh yeah, me too. Transform. Got a lot of raw talent here, but uh, <laughs> it's like the bad news bears team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had Steve Prefontaine as well. Uh, yes. For the uh, the the just the mindset, the endurance, the athletic ability. I mean, anybody that says quotes like um, "I run race to see who has the most guts" and. Uh, um, what What's the other one? Um, something about if I'm going to die, today's a good day to die, or something mm. like that. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? I can't, I can't remember what, how it goes. But anyways, um, so Steve Prefontaine, he was on my list. Number two was Bo Jackson. I think I put him on the I previous one knew as well. no, I knew it. I almost that. picked him. Yeah. I, I stayed like, nah. away from him for that reason. <laughs> yeah. I was either going to – it was either Barry Sanders or Bo Jackson, but, I mean, just – most naturally, raw, maybe most naturally raw, talent. raw talented, mm-hmm. strongest, most explosive athlete in history. Um, so I figure I could mold him into a pretty good CrossFit athlete. And then uh, my first female was Mia Ham, uh, the uh, the, soccer the soccer player. Soccer player. Soccer's a good background, and I, I don't know why I didn't even think about gymnastics, because that would obviously be the best background for it. But uh, soccer's a, uh, typically a good background to have going into CrossFit. She's a world-class mm-hmm. athlete, mm-hmm. and I figure she could uh, build some strength first. You need a midfielder. Yeah, yeah, like a midfielder. And then my fourth, oh, and I, I kind of had uh, was thinking along the same lines as Ben here for his uh, f- second female. This is going to be my my uh, my team leader, my um, Captain Marvel, Captain <laughs> Leader, um, Never Say Die, Joan of Arc.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh! I, I looked into her, and I'm like.
2: I don't know if a year would do it. <laughs> I, I figured back then the uh, the type of fighting they did, you had to be pretty athletic for it and uh she she was uh she raised an army and uh Chambel's not light. And uh, yeah, uh went into the uh went into the fire there so uh she uh, <laughs> She led led an army. <laughs> Let you her. put that woman in some Lulu and some Metcon.
0: Please <laughs> get D Nub on this T-shirt design. Be Joan the Joan of Arc of, Arc Arc of, Arc of it. CrossFit today. <laughs>
1: Man, I thought I was reaching back. That's what led me to – I stopped at World War II. Yeah, so I now gotta, understand
0: you, what you're getting at with the see, impossibility
1: I, of, a, of your, I just get started at World War II. That's, that's, that's right. That's yeah. right. man. So, uh, yeah. It's, Joan of Arc. <laughs> Let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Can you imagine Bo Jackson walking into a CrossFit gym? I mean, holy cow. He would it is. Slung some weights I around. hope it's I'll a partner wide day. We're yeah, winning. Talk about breaking barbells. Well, there's one of the. This is one of those topics where you're like, man, these people were incredible athletes, and they had to do it what was available to them at the time. Um, and not that he didn't break all sorts of barriers, mm-hmm. but man, if you if you could pick people in history that would be great at CrossFit, he, I would say he would probably be number one. Bo Jackson would probably be number one. Yeah. How many consecutive games would that guy have actually
2: won? A lot. A lot. A yeah. Lot. He, uh, I mean, he was an all star in two professional sports. He played baseball for fun or football for fun, one or the other. Uh, I mean, just incredible. Yeah. I think it was actually football. Man, that video of him running up the wall and, yeah.
1: and making that, that's just the stuff he did with ease. It was so incredibly athletic.
0: You ever seen, what was the, uh, remember that show, Pros versus Joes? Yeah. Did you ever see the Bo Jackson episode of that? Uh-uh. Mm, still got it. He's a, uh,
1: He's a 30 for 30, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's so it's really good. That's one. really awesome to watch, yeah. Nobody Man.
0: picked OJ. Interesting.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, you got to keep the team together. And everyone, yeah. <laughs> everyone has to stay alive through this whole year. So, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Norm. Thanks, you know, Norm. Yeah.
2: All, All right. right, recommend. Yeah, something. I, that, gotta, you know I got it. That question is going to stay. I you. recommend
0: yeah. trying this for
2: yourself and yeah. then submit it. Yeah, mm. DM the uh, Let's the talk old about Instagram. Interested yeah. to see what other people come up with. I uh, I got a podcast today. It's called How to Take Over the World Podcast. Um, it's pretty fascinating. Joan of Arc, but in the brain. Th- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this uh, this guy, he just it's basically like an uh, overview of uh, successful people throughout uh, history. You know, I mean, he does Alexander Great. He does Steve Jobs. Just lots of different types of people. And he does a lot of research on them, and he kind of gives an overview of their, you know, biography, their life, their, what made them successful. But what I like about it is he takes um, some of the principles that he sees them using and talks about how you can apply that to your life or your business or whatever. So he's a very good storyteller. He's very interesting, and um, it's an easy to listen to podcast. So I would, I would highly recommend it, How to Take Over the World. All right, podcast. I have a book uh, actually today. Uh,
1: Yeah, we haven't discussed this guy in a minute, and I I feel like we just should, or things will be wrong in the world. Uh, Ryan Holiday has a relatively new book out. It's not exactly new, but relatively new. Courage is Calling. Courage is Calling. Mm -hmm. Follows the same Ryan Holiday format. I'm not saying that it's it's leagues better than the other stuff that he's put out, uh, but I do feel like, especially if you're an Audible uh, listener— you can jump in on Audible, and on, on a drive, you can get really fired up to be a better person by the time you get out of the vehicle. Uh, so I've, I really recommend his books. They're a short read. They're really concise. The stuff that he says makes sense. Uh, so he's on to Courage now, um, which is you know kind of a big topic these days because all the stuff we're facing in culture. I think that's probably why he wrote it. Uh, but it's easy grab, very inexpensive, and it's available on Audible. Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday.
2: I can't believe I hadn't read it yet. I'm yeah, get
1: it. it's a little bit of a sleeper. A lot of people don't know about it because he finished with the trilogy, people thought, but he's released another one. So,
2: mm-hmm. I have a recommend.
0: That's serious. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to end of the episode. <laughs> no. You have my attention. This is, uh, this is a little bit out of left field. Not, not the actual recommend, but who it's from. Okay. But it's an album. A new album All right, came out October 15th of 2021 by just a small new band called Coldplay, called uh, Music of the Spheres. Now, I don't know how in the zeitgeist uh, Coldplay is. They were very much out of mind. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, this past week, I've been on like a revisiting Coldplay thing, and Jacob Collier is on a track of this album. Called "Music of the Spheres" well by Coldplay. Coldplay. Good choice. Which they're friends. Uh, Chris Martin and Jacob are friends. They would be. But th- that got me listening to the whole album. Really good. I mean, really good. It's got some stuff on there that is very atypical Coldplay, okay. and not in a bad way. Uh, but it's worth your listen. It's really not even that long of an album. The "Music of the Spheres." Okay, it is on Spotify. Yes. Yeah, it's only twelve songs, forty minutes.
2: Sounds like Coldplay.
0: Yeah, it's it's enough like cold, like I didn't want well, something didn't, really the, strange. There's the track that comes after the Jacob track. It's like, whoa! Okay. I didn't know they knew what distortion was. Coldplay. Honestly, I've I've been listening
1: a, a little bit of like Rush of Blood to the Head lately. It's mm-hmm. just you forget about them,
0: but they're a pretty good band. It's good driving music. It's very spacey and wide, and you know, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Or if you're a real man, you listen to it with some headphones. (laughs) See you next time. See ya.